you're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. What is business etiquette anyway? And do we need to be concerned about it in this modern world we live in where entrepreneurs can rock up to events in shorts and t-shirts and do business meetings via Zoom in our activewear? Well, we might be living in a new era of how we do business. And yes, we may do things a bit more relaxed than we used to, but there is still the need to be a professional and have some professionality. Is that even a word, professionality? Let's go with it anyway. But we need to be professional when we're talking to potential clients, existing clients, and people we may have been referred to. Now, I'm not talking about being a stuffy corporate because that is boring and most of us got out of that world so that we could do life and business our way, right? And we're so blessed that we can run our businesses the way we want and with our own flair. What I'm talking about is some common ways that we interact with our clients and potential clients that if we don't get that first impression or certain element of professionalism, then we won't be treated like a professional either. And that can be damaging to your brand. So today I'm thrilled to not just be chatting with a super amazing person about this really important topic, but I'm also sharing with you one of the amazing humans in the Social Collective membership. And she is also one of my virtual assistants and now friends in business who helps me as a sounding board when I need to run something by someone and when I need something done and I have no time, she is at the ready to help me. Honestly, 2020 was made so much brighter by this woman. And her name is Jo Draper and she is from Live Virtually. Now, Jo is originally from Nottingham, which is the home of Robin Hood, and chose the Gold Coast as her home over 12 years ago. She is married and has a grown-up son and a little dog called Scruff. She's a lover of all things spiritual and a self-confessed Disney nerd and rum drinker. She has a background in legal, body corporate, sales and even hairdressing. She's definitely multi-talented, this woman, and took all of her skills and experience gained over 30 plus years um, in business and founded Live Virtually. And now Jo supports course creators and coaches to take back their time and earn more money by creating magnetic graphics and providing intuitive copy for lead magnets, courses, webinars, masterclasses, and memberships. Jo is also now supporting VAs who are set up but unsure of the next steps to help them with a step-by-step walkthrough of how to move from a what now to earning the figure of their dreams and bringing joy to their businesses. Jo shares a lot of her wisdom in this episode and also what she has loved about being part of the Social Collective community. And you can find all the details to connect with her over at the show notes for the episode today at all the W's, the socialhubau.com forward slash 56. And that is 56 spelt with numbers, not letters. So without further ado, I'll hand it over to Jo. Welcome, Jo, to today's episode of the podcast. I'm 
So excited to have you on the podcast today on a number of levels. Um, as I said in my intro, everyone already knows that you um, are not only a member of the Social Collective membership, but you are one of my VAs. So not only have we worked together in a coaching capacity and got to know each other a lot over the last oh, I don't know, was it four months, five months since we've been working together? But we've gotten to know each other um, on a personal level as well because um, you've been doing a lot of VA work for me. We're in a couple of business groups together and we've gotten to know each other personally. And often you um, get random messages from me asking you to be my sounding board (laughs) saying, I'm thinking about putting this product together. What do you think? (laughs) So I'm really... Yeah, I'm just um, um, yeah. It's um, it's nice having a, a you know someone in your team that you get along with so well. So I'm really excited to have you on today to share about business etiquette, which is kind of cool. I, I feel like it's they're a bit old school words from a couple of old school chicks, <laughs> but yeah. we're gonna, we're going to put a, a bit of a fresh light on it um, for all you small business owners out there. Um, yeah, so tell us, first of all, Joe. tell us a bit about you and your business. Yeah, thank you. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I appreciate that. And, yeah, it's lovely to be on this with you. And, yes, it has been a journey. It's been a little journey between us. And um, it's nice to have those other connections. And like, like you said, I've done a couple of your courses. I'm in the membership. And... We um, get to see each other socially as well, which is amazing. So a little bit about me. I am Jo. I'm originally from Nottingham in England and chose the Gold Coast as my home over 12 years ago. I started my business in December last year. So my business name is Live Virtually. Um, Not live virtually, like somebody, some people think, but actually live virtually. So, um, and there I help course creators and coaches to take back their time and save money by providing magnetic graphics and providing intuitive copy for webinars, events, masterclasses, memberships and workshops. So, and I've even got a couple of clients that I'm helping face-to-face now, so, which is awesome. Cool, cool. With all the tech set up with Zoom and stuff. Yeah. And when I first reach out to you for us to work together, and I think this is a really good story, like the evolution of how to attract a client, right? Because, you know, as a, a business owner and a course creator, and I'm, I am your ideal client, someone Absolutely. who needs content created, right? And um, I came across, we've been following each other. You were in my Facebook group. We'd connected a few times in the DMs and had little chats. We're in a couple of other groups together. And you started putting out some content around um, like webinars and slide decks and how to put that stuff together. And as someone who does that all the time and had up until that point DIY'd it all myself, um, I really resonated with a, a lot of what you were saying. And I was kind of at that point, I guess in the purchase journey, I was at that point where I was like, I'm so sick of creating this. I really need to outsource it to someone. But you know, I, I didn't want to outsource it and then have to redo it again once I got it back from that person, right? So I'd seen these posts, you'd put them in my group, in a few other groups, on your own Instagram, and I was like, yep, this chick knows exactly what she's talking about. I'm going to reach out to her. So I think, like, the evolution of that was a really good example of um, 
you know, being really, having really clear messaging and talking exactly to who it is you want to work with and then you attract those people. Absolutely. And I think that message was, please, 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 don't read from your slides. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Amongst other things, but I think that was the, and you know what, there are so many people that are still DIYing their, their, whatever it is, not just slides, but anything for their course or their events and even the banners, you know, and if you're not portraying your brand and what you stand for, then, and you're not good at it, outsource it. You know, it's, you've got to think of the, the cost ramifications as well. Like, you know, for you doing your slides, you know, on your hourly rate, probably you were spending hours and hours and hours and then you've got somebody who can do it relatively quickly. It saves you time. That's where they take back your time and save you money. So, Yeah, and uh, what I would end up doing, and I'm hand on heart with this, I'd get to like the last 10 and I'd rush them because I'd be so sick of it by that point. <laughs> and honestly, it, and I, I just I think like for anyone out there listening going, you know, I've got content or stuff that I need created that just takes up so much of my time. I think the value in outsourcing, like every time I get an invoice from you, I just go, hella freaking Luyah. Like that is just the best hundred and freaking fifty dollars I've ever spent because it's just I was able to not have to do it and maybe go out for dinner with my kids or something instead of of you know having to do that one thing. So I think it was a really good evolution of good message of being very clear with who you want to attract. But we're going to be talking about business etiquette today. So I want to just kind of start with what what does business etiquette mean to you and why are you so passionate about this? Um, I think business etiquette, it goes hand in hand with your personal etiquette or your manners and, you know, hopefully most of us have been taught as a child or we're now teaching our children that, you know, to say please and thank you, to hold the door open for people, um, to stand up on a bus if there's an, somebody older than us or, you know, just those things, eating correctly with your knife and fork, those things that we all sort of take for granted. And I think you know, from a business point of view, it's anything from how we communicate from sending a DM or emailing or having a phone call or being on Zoom, it's it's more important than ever for your brand and for you. And I think the reason I'm so passionate about it is I've had um, a few calls and not just with, with um, potential clients but with, with other people and it's quite clear that people don't, really know how to um, put themselves over on um, a message or an email. So, you know, like I come from a legal background, so, you know, you you would write as dear sirs um, and there would be a subject and, and an email is no different if you don't know that person. You know, it's okay to say hi, Joe, or hi, Stacey, um, but, you know, not to be, like, too familiar and start off with, Hey, love, you know, like we know each other now, so like we do write like that. But <laughs> I'm I looking just... at the email I sent you with all the questions for this podcast was, hi, love. <laughs> <laughs> but we, you know, but we know each other, like yeah. we know each other personally and that's okay because we, we are in that space of friendship. But 
I think when you first meet somebody, and you see it all the time in Facebook um, groups and things where people have requested, oh, you know, I need a, I need this or I need that, and people in there will go, oh, hey, lovely, or hey, love. Well, unless you actually know that person, that's not okay. Like that's not that's not making yourself as your brand stand out. That's a way for some, like for, if for me, if I was looking for somebody, I'd pass you by because that's just, you know, and I, and I don't know if that's an, an old school thing, but. No, I think it's the, um, I think it's that getting that really good blend between um, being friendly and being professional. Yeah. And I think that for some people it goes too far in one way or, or the other. Um, I think I'm definitely guilty in Facebook groups about, you know, I'll normally say hi, whatever their name is, or, you know, often yeah. people will DM me, I might DM back and go, hey, lovely, how you going? Like I do often say that, but I think it's it's the evolution of are you too friendly or too businessy? And I think the, the flip side in Facebook groups that I see, and you would see this too, is someone asks for recommendations and someone's put a cut and paste comment because you see yeah. it on every recommendation post for their industry where they've gone, hi, I'm this person, I do this. You get their full freaking elevator pitch and then 10 links about how they can connect with you and you see them copying and pasting that. And I would see that as the flip side of the other, that example you just gave of being probably too overly friendly. Yeah. And I think that example is, that's also a very, uh, this is probably a different conversation, but, you know, the, the I, I, I in that conversation, like, well, how are you helping that person? They've said, I've got this pain. How is that I, I, I helping with that pain? You know, switch that around and be, hi, Stacey. Oh, my, you're having so much trouble with your slides. Um, I'd really love to help you. I'm helping my client go um, with this, who's now got some amazing slides. They're on brand. They're on point. You know, and if you want to know more, here's my details or send me a DM and let's have a free 15-minute call. Yeah, same thing, but you're speaking to that person rather than at that person. Yes, yeah. So business etiquette's about you know it's about having some good some good manners, about being you know having that good balance between too businessy and not businessy enough, and also making it about them, not about you. Yeah, I think um, that should be in all your dealings if you're. If you're pitching for your services or you're looking for clients, it should be how you interact with any, with somebody anyway. It shouldn't be about you um, selling yourself. It should be about you helping that person and providing your service and providing value to that customer. And um, An example, when I first started, my cousin in the UK met somebody at a networking event and she um, she told her a few things that she was struggling with. And the next, probably about three days later, she gets this message from this person saying, hi, Donna, da-da-da, like, no, no, nice to meet you. This is what I do. Literally everything that she did in there, nothing whatsoever about what they chatted about, 
where they'd met, you know, and it was like, and so she sent it to me and said an example of what, not what to do. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, like, yeah, and it was like, like nothing, absolutely nothing about what they chat. You're just like, what? Like, surely you remember some of the conversation. Yes, and yeah, yeah. If you don't, take notes. You know, was that person interesting to you at that event? Take some notes about what you chatted about, what they told you, because in that conversation when you just met them. And whether that's on Zoom or it's face-to-face, there's something in that conversation that they have told you about themselves that you can take and go, I can, I can feel that pain. I can make that pain a pleasure. Yeah. You know, and, I can take that away. Yeah. And, um, and that's something I wanted, wanted to ask was, you know, and I think this is a good conversation where we could have some banter around what are some examples or ways that business owners are letting themselves down in this way. And, and I kind of really see um, this business etiquette being something, you know, where there's any human interaction. So phone, email, DM, via Zoom, if you're doing a Zoom discovery call in person. And that example you just gave of like you meet someone at an event or something, even just as simple as saying, if you're going to DM them and say, it was nice to meet you, I'd love you to join my Facebook group or I'd love you to follow me on Instagram or whatever. Um, just something as simple as, hey, Sally, it was nice to meet you at such and such event the other day and get to know more about, insert their business name here. I'd love to stay connected with you. You can follow me here on Instagram or something. Like, you know, whatever the process is that you do after you go to events or whatever, um, it's just a way to put a little bit more of a human aspect into the process of, you know, your business dealings or interactions with other business people yeah definitely and I think um that's a really really good point I think that you're definitely right I think that one of the um one of the ways I think is LinkedIn like when I send a connection to somebody I'll send a note and and write something so it might be that I don't know them personally but we've got lots of people in common and you know, they might be the, my ideal client, but I would write a note and say, hi, Stacey, I was looking at your profile, seeing we've got lots of people in common and um, I love what you're actually doing with um, your course creation or whatever it is that, that they've talked about in their LinkedIn. I would love to connect. Thanks, Joe, And then send that as my connection. Because, like, how many times do you just get a connection and you're like, I don't even know this person or have we met or, you know. But, yes, it's still a way to connect and you still want to connect with your ideal client. But it's a nicer way to go about and say, you know, here's something that we, you know, we have got people in common or, you know, I like dogs. You know, I see you like dogs. I like dogs, you know. Whatever it is, but find that common ground and send them a little note. I know on Facebook you, you don't and Instagram you just follow, but, you know, if, if for some reason you want to follow somebody on Instagram or you want them to follow you because they are your ideal client, go follow them and then go and comment and like some of their posts. Like, you know, you've got loads of stuff in your membership about all this sort of stuff. It's just, 
it, you know, they go hand in hand with what we should do and what we shouldn't do. And just behaviour online, you know, there's there's a lot of trolls and there's a lot of spam and there's a lot of noise and you have to stand out in that noise. Yeah. And the one, the fastest way to stand out is, I believe, is to be a real person. Yeah. And be, be an actual human that people can attach to that brand is, oh, there's yeah. a real person there. They're not just a robot that hides behind funnels and Facebook and all those things. It's a real person that's, that's showing up there. And even, even though, and I know for me, like most of what I do is an electronic exchange with someone else. It's an email. It's a DM. Um, maybe they're on my mailing list or they're conversing with me in my Facebook group. Um, and it's an electronic exchange, there's still a way to add in that human element and that, you know, business etiquette around how to interact with that person, you know, show yeah. an interest in them, um, refer back to, you know, like that, that example I think of the Facebook group um, recommendation is a perfect one. And I've, I've written posts about this before where I've said if someone, you're replying to someone in a Facebook group, don't just go, I can help, drop link here and then run away. If you want to actually convert people out of a Facebook group, the fastest way to do that is to go, hey, Sally, um, I'm a insert what you do here. I help people just like you do this. I would love to chat with you more. You can connect with me over here and leave a link to your Facebook page or something. Yeah. Um, you know, refer back to what it is that they actually have a problem with and actually demonstrate you know something about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before yeah. you dump your link and run. Yeah. And that's yeah, going to make seen, you stand out. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen a lot recently where people are obviously looking for a VM and they'll just be, I'm looking for a VM. And so, you know, 50,000 VAs will jump <laughs> on there and go, yeah, me, you know, just leave a link. Nobody's actually asked them what they need help with. Nobody jumps on there and goes, what do you actually need your VA for? Like a VA is huge. Like, you know, I, it could be admin, it could be bookkeeping, it could be Kajabi, it could be Kartra, it could be anything. And you, you, without asking this person, how do you know what they want? Like who, who do they want? Like when we're not all one size fits all, like, you know, there's certain things that I choose not to offer. Um, but then other people do choose to offer. So it's, you know, find out, like ask the question. Yeah. Um, and the other, the other thing I, um, with etiquette around Facebook as well, if that person hasn't said DM me in their <laughs> message, don't ask, is it okay if I DM you? Yeah. It's not okay. You I mean, imagine that person's going to get fifty thousand DMs from oh, all these so VAs. I can help. I can help. Here's my details. Well, yeah. and one, how do you know what they want help with? And two, yeah, they didn't ask. And I love that because that you know I see it all the time with social media. Someone will go, "I need help with Instagram. Who can help?" One of sometimes I I'm like, oh, I'm like, do I? Do I actually open up the can of worms and, and ask more? Or like, and the ones that I do stop, I'm like, what exactly would you like help with? 
Do you want someone to do it for you or do you want to learn more? Like, where are you struggling? Is it your content? Is it a strategy? Is it this? Is it something else? Um, you know, and actually open up that conversation with someone. Because like you said, a lot of people say, I need help with this. But, you know, one thing, like a VA is so broad. Mm. So you can stand out from stand out from the crowd. Definitely stand out from the crowd there. Um, so, like, I kind of... I call this part of the the process of getting to know someone or conversing with someone or business etiquette, I call it like the rapport building and the fact finding part of what you're doing. Like you're finding out more about them, you're building rapport with them or starting to build that relationship with them. And I see a lot where, again, people can go, wrong with this sort of stuff is is this a really valuable part of the relationship of getting to know whether or not someone could be a good fit to do business with you um and it means then that when you do get to the point point where it's like okay we've been dming for a little while we've sent a few emails back and forth or whatever um maybe you've even done a proposal or so even before you get to the proposal part like it helps you determine are they the right fit for you yeah. So that you can offer them the right thing. Because a lot of the time people will come to you. And if you're looking at this from a perspective of someone, maybe they've sent you an email from a contact form on your website. If you don't take the time to get to know them, what really makes them tick, what's really going on for them um, and what they really need help with, they may be asking about a service, product, program that actually isn't right for them. And if you yeah. don't go through that part of the process, you're potentially going to sell them something or recommend them something that could might not be a good fit. Absolutely. And that Absolutely. just wastes your time and their time and, yeah. and potentially um, potentially their investment as well. Because I still, like, I still get inquiries from people that want social media management and I don't do that. And it says very clearly everywhere that I don't do that, but I still get people asking me. So yeah. If, if I think that that's what they want, I'll just say before I go any further, I just need to know, is this what you're looking for? Because um, I don't provide that service, but I'd love to recommend you to some really good people. Yeah, um, that's, yeah that's a really good point. And, and I think that's if, um, if somebody does a discovery call as well, that's, you know, it's the same sort of thing. You've got to find out, number one, are they your ideal client? Because mm. if they're not, do you really want to be working with that person? Is yeah. that what's in your joy? Um, so, and, you know, yeah, find out what, what they actually need. And then moving on from that is like pitching your, your price. If you're not comfortable with saying your hourly rate or your package, then let them know that you'll send them a proposal. It's, you know, to, to sit on a Zoom call with somebody when you just had that you know, amazing call and you're like, yeah, I do a client, I know what they want. And then you, you know, they'll come and say, you know, well, how much is that going to cost me? And you sit there and go, um, oh, uh, oh, uh, that's like, that's not, you've just, your credibility that you've just gained in that conversation yes. has just gone whoosh down to the bottom. Yeah. So if you're not comfortable with pitching and selling yourself, because at the end of the day, that's what you're doing. You're selling your service. Then let them know that you'll send them a proposal. And let, let me, you know, put it in something like, let me go away and, you know, look at what we've talked about today. 
and I'll put the proposal for you and I'll send it through to you by tomorrow. How's that sound? Yeah, easy. Because, you know, not everybody is that comfortable saying their price or their package or their, you know, whatever it is on a Zoom call. Um, but you've got to have a plan B. And sometimes too for a lot of people, you are doing up a tailor-made package too. So you don't necessarily want to give a price ballpark straight away off the top of your head. You do want to go away and think about it. Yeah. You know, but you could say, oh, look, I've done a similar thing for someone else and it started from roughly around this price, but I'll go away and have a real look at the things that you need and put together something for you. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see, I I think that, and pricing is such an interesting conversation, like, as a whole, I don't see anything wrong. If you work on an hourly rate or it's a flat fee for whatever the service is, I don't see anything wrong in just being upfront with that. Yeah. I think it's just, I think a lot of people just get really nervous Mm -hmm. um, about actually saying what it is. Like, I don't, I don't have any issues, but then, you know, that's, I suppose it's, I worked as a sales rep selling 10 grand walking robes. So, you know, telling somebody my hourly rate is not really an issue. Yeah, but yeah. for other people it is and, you know, and you, you come across it all the time. So I think, yeah, if, you know, feel comfortable with that figure that you're offering um, and if that's your hourly rate, you've just sold that, that. You've got to the point in that conversation where they're asking you what the cost is. Like, you know, you've got that yes, yes, yes on your questions the next there's not really a no so you know to be able to just pitch your price I suppose so just rehearse it like do it in the mirror or try it out with your friend or your partner or something but be comfortable pitching that price if you're at an hourly rate yeah and you know I think that whole thing you said about once they get to that point that they're asking you the price they're pretty much sold right yeah. so if, if you've got to the point and you know from a mindset perspective if you can put the lens over it of people don't ask you what your price is because they want to give you an objection about it they're asking you what your price is because they want to pay you for what you just said that you will do so yeah. asking the price is just another part of that conversation it's just that we put so much waiting and we put so much emotion and so much um, so much is wrapped up in that price, as particularly us women. We put so much of ourselves into it and we, we see it as a reflection of our own personal worth sometimes and we're scared to say it in case people say no because it hurts us. Um, yeah. But, you know, if you've got to that point, people want to know how much it is, then they want to pay you. And yeah. more often than not, Someone is going to pay you because of the value, not the price tag. Absolutely. I I pay more for things all the time than what other people would because I know the value I get from that person, that product, that process that they go into creating whatever it is, I get something out of that. Like one of them would be my skincare. I buy it from a client who's also in the membership. It's, um, you know, like vegan um, non-tested on animals, you know, all that sort of thing. That's important to me. I spend more money on it, but it fills those other cups for me as well at the same time. So the price isn't important. Yeah. 
because it feels absolutely. really for me. Absolutely. And I think um I think whatever it is, it's it is the value, it's the value to the client or the customer. And that's whatever you, you sell. So whether you're selling a service or a product, it's that you have to sell the value. And if you've sold that value on that call, then you've got, there's not really a chat. And look, if you do get rejected, that's the other thing. Don't take it personally. Yeah. It's not, it might just be you didn't find out their budget or, you know, they can't afford you. Um, but find out what they can afford and see if there's somebody you can refer them to. Yeah. Or, you know, think of a different option. So, you know, but I think a lot of people take rejection very seriously and take it very personally. And, um, you know, it, it's not personal. It's um, like the amount of times I've been told no when trying to sell people. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, even shower screens, I would go and measure and stuff and, you know, like a cruise or so cruises. So, you know, whatever it is, people could say no, but it's not personal against you. It's they might want to do a bit more research or yeah. they might want to get some different prices. And sometimes I find it's no for now. And yes. then they'll come back. Yeah. And if so, you've done this process well and you've had all this great business etiquette in all your processes, then they're more likely to come back if it's a no for now instead of just saying no. Yeah, you definitely. You'd be more likely to convert them um, to convert them later on. Well, we're just still talking about price because I think it's something that um, a lot of people really do struggle with. Um, and I don't know, every, everyone's got their own opinions of how, you know, the, the discovery call and all those sort of things should go. Um, I personally, for me, I think that once you're getting to that point, that you've uncovered everything that you need to know from them, you've built a little bit of rapport with them, you've, you know, laid some groundwork of, yeah, you know, I can see this working really well for you or I can see this sort of service being really good for you and demonstrating that you know what you're talking about. So I would, I would say on a discovery call, oh, I can see a strategy that would include something like this working really well for you. I've done that with another client who was really similar and this was her outcome. This is what she achieved from it. I could see something like that potentially working really well for you, right? You get to that point, don't make the conversation go on for longer than it should before you get to the point of going, this is you know, this is what the next step is. I either need to go away and do a proposal or this is how much it's going to cost you. I'll send, you know, I'll send through some details for you to have a look at and let me know. Because most of the time, if someone's getting on a discovery call with you, they're, they're already thinking that they may want to pay you. Yeah. So like, don't make the conversation go on for 45 minutes because you're too busy dancing around getting to the point of that conversation. I've done that before when I've for me when I've wanted to pay someone and jumped on a discovery call and it's been like nearly 30 minutes in and I'm like, look, I just want to know, like, can you just tell me what your packages are? Because I'm sold. Like I want to pay you. Tell me how to pay you. Like basically like <laughs> I don't even know why we talked for 30 minutes. Like you could have sold me in 10, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, and I, but I think it's good to know because people dance around it so much if you get to that point, you've covered all the things you need to cover in that, in that call, tell them what the next step is. This is the next step. I yeah. need to go away and do a proposal. These are my prices. I'll send you them through. Let me know if you've got, you know, any questions, any other, anything else you need from me. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you're absolutely right. And and I think that's it. You know, that's a, a point to bring in. It's like, okay, well, what do you have? What do you offer? Do you offer a 15 minute discovery call or do you offer a 30 minute discovery call? And if you're offering 30 minutes, what's in that? Because that's going to be a lot of information. It's the 15 minutes you can work out. Is that my client? Can I help them? You know, and can they afford me? So you shouldn't need more. I mean, sometimes the yeah, they do go on if you get, if you get on with that person and you're having a chit chat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, if you want to have a chat, if you're enjoying the chat, they can definitely go on. Yeah, you, you know, it can be more, but you know, if you get on that call and you know straight away that that person's not your ideal client. You need to find a way to tell them nicely that you can't help them, but you know somebody that can, or you can refer them to somebody that can. Yeah, yep, definitely. Because again, never burn your bridges. So because you don't know when that person's going to come back and re- either refer you, yeah, or want a service that you offer. Yeah, for sure. And that's happened to me a number of times. I've gotten on calls with someone, and they're like, um, you know, like maybe it might be, let's say an e-commerce business that wanted a really complex ads funnel. And I'd be, I would say to them, look, I can do the basic Facebook ads for e-com. Um, and I, I really live in the organic space anyway, like that's where I like to live. And I can do the basic Facebook ads, the basic funnels, teach all the basics, but anything more advanced than that, that doesn't light me up. And I'm not going to do the best job for that person because it's not what I love to do. And so I say to people, I'm like, look, it sounds like you really need someone who's going to be really targeted into your industry, know exactly what they're doing. Let's, you know, say for e-commerce. I don't really live in that space. This is more what I do. That's my zone of genius, but I have got a couple of people I can refer to you. And I think that would be a better fit for you. And most people say, oh, thank you so much. That's awesome. And most of the time they say, sorry to have wasted your time. And I go, no, you haven't wasted my time (laughs) because we could have been a good fit, but it's just that we've uncovered maybe this is better for you. Yeah, 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 definitely. And that's never ever a waste. All right, so what are the top three? So if someone's listening in and they're like, okay, I need to incorporate a little bit more, maybe I'm feeling like I'm missing that kind of, you know, human to human aspect that, you know, little lacking a little bit of the business etiquette, where are the top three places you would suggest people to go and I guess review in their business? Um, I think first of all, if you have a professional profile or you have a kit that you use, is making sure it is a professional profile that it's done and it has a photograph of you. So it doesn't need to be a CV but it needs to be something that shows people what you've done, what you do, what you do for your clients, maybe a couple of testimonials, um, just to have something that's professional that you can send out to people who don't necessarily know you, haven't been referred to you or anything that that you can then pitch to. Um, And I think when you send in that, it's making sure that that email is professional. So, you know, hi, Stacey, or... Hello, Stacey. Dear Stacey, even, you know, that's a little bit formal, but it still goes. And I think for me, like on a uh, coming from a professional background, I don't like it when people send emojis to me in the first email. Um, if it's a, an email to, to speak to me, um, obviously that's very personal for me, but, and I know like, you know, there's a lot of emojis and things, but I think if you're sending your 
professional profile to pitch your service or your business, then that's probably there. Um, and then the other way is probably just get your your phone or your Zoom um, etiquette right. So, you know, if you're on Zoom with somebody, making sure that they can see you, making sure that they can hear you, um, say hello, um, smile, um, making sure you keep eye contact with them. So looking whether that's, you know, looking in your camera, I tend to look at the person where I can see them, but, um, you know, looking in your camera, not um, doing something else while you're talking to them. It's all right if you're taking notes, but don't be doing your work while you're having a discovery. Do people really do that? Yeah, I think so. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, I think they're my top three things. So that one is probably the biggest one is don't do something else while you're on a Zoom call. It's all right, you know, if you need to grab a glass of water or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be doing the work. Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, cool. Now, um, you are a member of the Social Collective and for all of my members that jump onto my podcast, um, I would just love for you to share with everyone what you love about the membership. Um, I, I think that probably the answer is what, I, what don't I love about the membership. Um, I think... Uh, the Trello boards, the um, templates, the masterclasses. Um, we were chatting before and I said, you know, I, I love the You Want Mail masterclass and, like, that one, Em uh, and the 100 Days of Content, is, like, the value in them is just top-notch. And I think even the, the emails that you send out every week with the lesson um, and then the lives and the Zoom coaching, you know, the live Zoom coaching where you can go and pick your brains. Like, I think every single bit of it is worth its weight in gold. So it's, you know, you just go, okay, I need to learn about such and such. So I'll head to the membership and go, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a little class there. You know, even the little 10-minute Instagram and Facebook things that you've got in there they're just they're just spot on and they're just like okay well how do I how do I increase my engagement on Instagram okay I'm just going to go and have a look oh yeah that's what she said we'll just go ahead and do that so yeah I think yeah the library of the library of content is what I'm hearing there I need to help with this and you can go in there and find an old lesson or a masterclass that will help you on it and then obviously the live aspect of the coaching that you get yeah well because it's not just a content membership it's more of a mentorship yeah absolutely I think if anybody's you know like looking to to um integrate this into their lives and into their business um and I know you've had like people in there where um, a business's VA or um, assistant has been added to the membership just so that they can get this, you know, to yeah, get more yeah. information and more clarity, then, yeah, it's awesome. So I'd recommend anybody to join it because it's probably been the, the most valuable thing that I've um, had over the year. Because, yeah, there's just so much in there. And I, a lot of our business is online. So yeah. 
everything in the business, everything in the membership relates to stuff online. So yeah. why wouldn't you? I love that. I, lo- I just love asking people what they love about it because everyone gives me a different answer. Yeah. <laughs> I know when I interviewed Nat, she said she loved the replay aspect because she's never a jump on live for anything girl because she's so busy and she makes all of her skincare at home herself. And she's like, I'm never there live, but I love, you know, oh, I'm in the car. I'll go and listen to one of Stacey's lives or I'll listen to a, a masterclass or something like that. Like when she's got the time. And I remember Rach, when I asked her on her podcast, she said she'd done my uh, course creation program and she loved just the weekly live streams that I did in that program yeah and just wanted to have access to those again so that it's yeah. like yeah cool I'm available I'm going to jump on and I think she was been at cafes and stuff when she's been listening before and it's just sweet I can just tune in and you know do that you know what whatever I'm doing so I love asking everyone because I get a different answer every time um yeah. cool so thank you so much Joe, for jumping thank on the you. podcast today um, I think it's been a really valuable conversation, not just around business etiquette, but also around the human aspect of what we do. Um, yeah. And being more humanized in our interactions is always a good thing because we live in such a digital world. There's so much focus on the digital world. Um, so I think that's been been really awesome. And I love having love having my members on to showcase who you are and what you do. And if anyone is looking for um, content for you know events or webinars courses anything like that highly recommend checking out joe so joe where can we find you um, yeah you can find me on facebook i'm live virtually dash joe draper um on instagram just live virtually and my website is livevirtually.com.au cool and all of those links will be in the show notes for today's episode all right joe have an amazing day girl Thank you. Thank you so much, Stace. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy.